everyone welcome back to the caffeinated brand girl podcast my name is pallavi and thank you so much for tuning into this episode i'm sorry for not posting anything last week i um just needed some more time on the back end to edit this episode and that's why it took a longer time but it is some it is something great it is something that we as south asians have been talking about a lot in terms of beauty standards and how a lot of companies don't have products um that cater to our needs and this episode is going to open up your mind to a brand and a lot of brands that do cater to our skin tones and do make these products keeping us in mind um yeah so that's i'm really excited that you guys get to listen to this episode I have also launched a new series on my podcast Instagram so if you don't follow it already it's just at caffeinated brown girl and it is essentially a review series so I put it out a post reviewing a movie but I want to do movies TV shows books documentaries um basically things in like media and art um that are made to like send out a message so these can be comedies these can be romantic these can be lighthearted or they can be serious but they have um some message that all of us can take in and think about and reflect on and so these reviews are not necessarily an analysis of that art it's more like after i watched it or after i saw it like how i felt and how i thought it relates to a lot of social justice and societal and communal issues that we are experiencing today and what maybe we can do to act towards that so i'm really excited about this because firstly it doesn't make me feel guilty when i'm you know watching netflix instead of doing something like productive um quote unquote but also i think it's a great way to send out a message and to bring up these creators and bring up these movies and these books that may not necessarily be in the mainstream but are doing a lot of important work. So as I said it's just at caffeinated brown girl on Instagram and I'm going to be posting once a week most for the most of it um but sometimes you know as you can probably tell I do skip on weeks and I'm really sorry about that but I'm trying to minimize that as much as possible. So let's get started with the episode um So today's episode features Billy Beauty which is an American cosmetics brand created by Sarah Sophie Thomas a first generation Indian American whose family comes from the South Indian state of Kerala. Growing up she was disappointed when the makeup selection available at the drug store didn't cater to her skin tone and she then decided that she would create makeup for all skin tones so that no one would feel excluded. She initially wanted to be a pharmacist but then switched to the beauty industry where she spent 6 years in PR and marketing. After being frustrated with the lack of South Asian representation in the media and the lack of products pigmented enough to suit all skin tones, she quit her PR job to commit to her teenage vow of creating a makeup line that celebrated her Indian culture. She has created a range of high quality products with clean ingredients and high pigmentation that works for all skin tones. All of Billy Beauty's packaging is teal blue and gold and both the packaging and the shade names draws from the Indian culture. The range currently comprises of their Eyes of India eyeshadow palette and their Beat Gold creamy matte lipsticks sold exclusively on www.billybeauty.com. 
All products are vegan, cruelty-free, and made with natural, organic, and Ayurvedic products. Billy Beauty also donates a percentage of the annual profits to Destiny Rescue, a non-profit organization that rescues children out of sexual slavery and exploitation. So as you can tell from the little introduction, Billy Beauty is a great brand. It is a beauty brand that is very inclusive. It is vegan, cruelty-free. is is created by someone who is so inspirational like you're going to listen to this episode and you're gonna realize like how inspirational how amazing sarah is like you know like thinking about starting a beauty brand that's catering to the south asian audience and then actually acting upon it and creating this amazing community like when you hop over to billy beauty's instagram you are going to see that and um i'm giving some of the information from the episode away but sarah is like the only full-time employee of billy beauty as of now and she's like the founder and the ceo so she's really doing it all and um for all you budding entrepreneurs or just like people you know who like makeup and who are looking for brands that are more inclusive i think this is the perfect episode so i do not want to keep you any longer from this episode so enjoy it and i will check in with you back at the end hi sarah how are you today good thanks how are you good thank you for being on my podcast of course i'm really happy to be here so would you like to give us a little introduction of who you are and what you do Sure. Uh, my name is Sarah Thomas. I am the CEO and founder of Billy Beauty, which is an Indian-inspired cosmetics company. We're um, a clean. We're considered a clean beauty brand because we have we're made with organic and natural ingredients, and a little bit of Ayurvedic ingredients as well. Uh, we're culture-free. We're vegan, and um, we're working on being fair trade certified. So that's that's definitely a process. We're working on that. Um, yeah, we launched in December of 2018. And uh, we have two products at the moment. One is an eyeshadow palette and the other is a lipstick. Uh, we have six shades of lipstick. So we're working on more products, but that's the gist of who we are. And so we're using the art of cosmetics to um, celebrate the diversity of the Indian culture. And I wanted a company, I mean, there's so many cosmetic companies out there at the moment. Um, it wasn't necessary to create another one. Um, that's what some people think. But in my opinion, as a, brown-skinned woman, there are still companies that are beauty companies that are not catering to people of color. Uh, the shade range for, you know, for everything is is, is difficult um, for darker-skinned people. And um, so I wanted to create something with darker skin tones in mind so that um, everything is more pigmented on our skin tone and shows up actually. And so I created that and I wanted to use the art of makeup to talk about the Indian culture and uh, celebrate its diversity and I think that's amazing because, you know, growing up and even up until a few years ago, um, there wasn't really anything on the market like for um, brown skin tones and you'd always have to, you know, like go go to a Target and see all the drugstore makeup brands and they have like these seven eight shades of foundation and none of exactly. those like 
um, fit you. And that's a problem across makeup products. I think you're definitely um, filling that gap in. Um, so before going a little bit into like Billy Beauty, I would love to know like what your background is because um, is, you know, have you grown up in an entrepreneurship environment or, or is that something that you've thought of, you know, for a long time or the beauty industry or things like that? So my, I, my family is mostly a medical family, like a lot of uh, Indian families, but um, I, you know, I didn't, I think growing up, I, I subconsciously was getting ready for this, uh, for this part of my life. I didn't know it obviously, but um, I've always loved makeup. I've always loved makeup. I, I didn't want to say it out loud too much to my family because you know, it's not, first of all, it's not something that I even considered as a career because as an Indian, as an Indian girl, I didn't know about it. I didn't, I just knew about the basic careers, which is what they always tell you, like be a lawyer, be a doctor, be an engineer, something that's really stable. Um, and so I didn't even mention that I, I mean, they knew that I liked makeup and everything. It was pretty obvious. <laughs> they would always buy me makeup. I would always run around the house wearing makeup, um, but I never considered it as a career. So when I was 12 years old, actually, um, I was getting ready for a middle school dance. So, and I didn't really wear much makeup. I mean, I was 12, so it's not like we're plastering our face with makeup at 12 years old anyway, but you know, I wore eyeliner, I wore some lip gloss, and that was the first time I wanted to try wearing a face powder. Mm -hmm. And so um, I knew my dad was not gonna take me to Sephora. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I don't think I even knew about MAC at the time I was 12. So the go-to place for stuff like that for us was our local drugstore, which is Rite Aid. So we went to Rite Aid and I mean, they have that whole one side um, full of the drugstore beauty brands. And um, this is, you know, so I was 12, so this was 2002. Mm -hmm. And at the time, uh, I think it's, it's obviously much better now, but at the time there was only a few foundation shades. The, the range was not that large. Uh, so I was going through each one and it was always like beige, 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 super light. Uh, then it was like one really chocolate color. And I was like, wait, this doesn't fit me. And then I saw one brand, obviously I'm not going to say the name, but there was only four shades and it was yeah. light. It was light, light, medium, medium, and then tan. And I didn't even fit the tan shade. And I was thinking, I was like, well, I have like darker friends, like they wouldn't even fit any of the, I mean, they would have not, they would have no options at all. Um, I thought it was so unfair. And my dad doesn't, does not remember this, but I turned to him and I was, I told him, I was like, you know, one day I'm going to have my own makeup line with a hundred shades. And I mean, I didn't even know what that really meant. I was 12. <laughs> it's just something that I said. It's something that I strongly felt because I mean, why wouldn't there be enough shades? This is this, the world does not have this many shades of people. There's so many shades of people. So why wouldn't there be foundations shades to match those amount of people? So it, it was confusing to me. It was unfair. And I, and I just kind of said it. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a whole line full of a hundred shades. <laughs> um, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't even think that I could even have a cosmetics line because when you're little, you just think these companies are owned by big, powerful, yeah. rich people. So I had no idea that people could even do this. So, um, it's not something that I pursued. I was 12 and, you know, life went on. Um, then I was in high school and I wanted to be a pharmacist like my dad. So, um, that was the path I was heading towards and I did internships and, um, he ended up, uh, getting his own pharmacy. So he opened up his own pharmacy and I worked for him. And, um, 
as much as he loves it, I did not. Um, it just did not fit my personality. I'm a very kind of outgoing, uh, bubbly person and I need to talk at all times. <laughs> and he was like, you can't talk this much because we're, we're doing serious stuff, like giving medication to people. And, and um, I didn't like that because I, I like to be in a creative environment, constantly talking, bouncing ideas off of people. And I just kind of knew then that this was not the, the career for me. And I didn't know what, what, what would be. I was trying to find my passion in life. It was a very confusing time. Um, it was also around the same time, it was like towards the end of high school, that um, I had heard about, uh, or sorry, not, not end of high school, this was middle of college. Mm -hmm. I'd heard about uh, FIDM, which is FIDM, yeah. which is Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in LA. And um, it was through actually a, a YouTube video that I saw. It was a girl who I watched back in the day who did makeup tutorials. And she said that she got into FIDM. And I was like, well, I thought that was a fashion school. So I was like, why is this makeup girl going to a fashion school? And then she said that they have a beauty program. So I went to FIDM's website and I looked it up and they have a beauty program. And um, I looked at the description and it just like reached out to me. Like I just felt like that was me. It was all about marketing, product development, sales. And I was like, you know, I think that I can do this. I think that this is meant for me. And uh, I was in the middle of, in the middle of um, college. And so I had to talk to my parents and sit them down and tell them that I wanted to transfer, which was not an easy discussion because they were not familiar with the beauty industry and it's not something that they understood. And, um, you know, I come from a traditional Indian family. So they thought that I was going the more stable route and they don't know anything about you know, beauty and the, the, the direction I was heading in was marketing and PR. So they didn't know anything about that. Um, so they were nervous, but they said, listen, it's your life. And if this is what makes you happy and you want to do it, give this a shot, you know, give it a try. So they let me go. And I went to fit them in LA. I moved to LA and um, yeah, I got my first internship for a beauty company when I was still in college. I think I was just a few months from graduating. But um, I was there at this internship for two days and um, I overheard a, a business meeting, a marketing meeting. And um, when the VP came out, um, I kind of gave him my ideas. I was like, oh, I heard your, I was kind of eavesdropping on your meeting. Um, I just thought I'd give you the current ideas that I have. And he loved it. And he called me into his office and said he wanted to promote me to marketing assistant. And that was two, within two days of my internship. And so I, I left work that day or at the time it was my internship. So I left the internship that day and sat in my car and I was like, yeah, so I'm definitely meant to do this because I feel it like I'm good at this job and it's something that I like truly loved. So it was just a, it was a great feeling for me. I, I felt like I was doing something right and I was heading in the right direction. But um, unfortunately with the jobs that I had over the years, um, in the beauty industry, it was difficult because I was part of the marketing team, which also, you know, gave notes to product development and things like that. And I would see the products that we currently had and products that we were going to come out with um, in the later seasons. For the, and none of them, like barely any of them, you know, fit my skin tone properly. So I was given one time a, a, an eyeshadow palette to they would give me gratis. So I got one for free and um, it was a lot of chalky colors and it either blended right into my skin tone or it just was like this white beigey kind of film on top. And I, I, I would make suggestions constantly. I was like, you know, why don't you make like a darker brown? Because 
this lighter tan is good for like a lighter skin tone person for their like for example like their crease or something Mm -hmm. but for me it blended right in and I was like I think you should probably create darker skin tones or they had three foundation shades and they had a darker one and it it oxidized and made me orange and I was like so this is not going to work and so I constantly I mean throughout this was this happened for years I gave suggestion after suggestion which no one took into consideration and I was at every company I was at I was the only woman of color there. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was just like, every company was just full of Caucasian women and men. Yeah. Um, so my suggestions were never really taken um, seriously. <laughs> um, and what set me over the edge was my last job, my last corporate job, um, which is at a PR firm. And it was the worst job I've ever had. She was the most toxic um, boss, the most toxic founder. The environment was just not fun to be in. I hated going to work every day. I dreaded waking up in the morning. It was just, I knew it was not the right place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I told myself, you know, I was like, if I'm, if I ever had a company, I would never do this to my employees. And I just kind of clicked for me right then. I was like, yeah, if I did have my own company, like, why not? Why don't, why don't, why don't I have my own company? Um, so I had to talk to my dad because he owns a pharmacy and we just, we talked about business for a little bit. I told him my idea and and he was like, this is going to be really tough, but if you want to do it, like, you know, do it. Uh, so I quit my job and, and in 2016, that's when I started the whole process for Billy Beauty. And that's when I had to think about what exactly did I want to do with this cosmetics company? I knew I wanted to create products um, that actually showed up on darker skin tones. That was always number one on my list. Did I want to create like this chic looking line, black packaging or rose gold packaging or something um, that wasn't really me. I'm, I personally am a very colorful person. And that was also around the same time that I was getting reacquainted back with the Indian culture, because I think, I don't know, it depends on every person, obviously, but if I can speak for myself, there was a period in my life where I didn't want to be Indian. It was, it was really, it was really tough to be Indian in America. Um, in 2001, why 2001? Yeah, 2001, 9-11 happened. And so people were really racist to yeah. brown people. Um, and you know, you're like, I was 11 years old when it happened. So middle school kids don't know any better. They thought I was one of the terrorists because mm-hmm. in my school at the time, um, if you were brown, you're either Hispanic, African-American, and then you're like me who they don't even know what I was. They're like, oh, so you're brown, you're not Hispanic, you're not African-American. You must be one of those terrorists that we saw in the news from 9-11. So I was tortured for years. They were calling me like Osama bin Laden's daughter and like, go back to your country. And it was, it made me hate being Indian. I did not want to be brown. It was, I was constantly being made fun of. They made fun of the, our accents. Uh, they said, does your dad talk like a poo from the Simpsons? It was just nonstop. Does he own a 7-Eleven? It was so many of those typical racial, you know, remarks that you hear. Um, so that was a period of my life where I was ashamed to be Indian. I strayed from the Indian culture a little bit. I didn't want to be around Indians as much because, um, yeah, we just constantly kept make, getting made fun of and I didn't want to be associated with that. It was, it was tough and it took a huge toll on my self-esteem and, and it, was, it was a rough time. So, but, you know, as you get older, you know, you heal. And um, that was a time I was getting reacquainted with my culture. And I was very passionate at that time about um, celebrating my culture and getting to know exactly who, who I am, who my ancestors were, 
why we do the things that we do in our home, why we do the things that we do in our culture, in my church, because I'm Orthodox Christian. So uh, we all have our certain, you know, uh, traditions and things like that. Um, so I thought that it would be best to create a cosmetics company inspired by the Indian culture. And I noticed that, you know, when I saw beauty ads, you see commercials all the time for cosmetic products and, and things like that. And even in magazines, I, I, I don't think even once growing up, I saw an Indian, Indian person or a South Asian person in, in general, just South Asian, I can say South Asian. So I didn't, I never saw myself represented like that. Um, it was, it was, it was tough to see. And I remember the feeling of actually seeing yourself on the big screen because I was in middle school and that's when Bend It Like Beckham came out. Yeah. And so Bend It Like Beckham came out and that was huge because it, it became a big success. And I had kids who made fun of me in middle school come up to me and they go, they said, oh, is your family just like that? Like, I love that movie. Is your family like that Indian family? And I'm like, well, we're a different type of Indian because they were like Punjabi and I'm Malayali. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they don't know all these things. They don't know the differentiations of all the Indian cultures. So, but I felt like, oh my God, I see a brown girl on an American movie screen and she wasn't like a light-skinned you know Indian girl she was and she was darker than me she was a beautiful dark brown-skinned Indian girl and that was huge and I remember when I was creating Billy Beauty I remember that feeling of feeling represented and I was like think back to when you were like in middle school and seeing an Indian girl on the big screen that was huge for you you felt this overwhelming sense of pride and happiness that your people were being represented beautifully um, so I took all of those past feelings and memories and I thought it was best to create Billy Beauty around that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's how my family, certain family members were nervous because they were like, oh my God, are you targeting only Indians? Because then how is your business going to do well? Because people are not going to, you know, other, you know, cultures won't buy it. Other races won't buy it. And I was like, no, you never know. Like I want to do, and people love Indian culture. Um, who are, especially who are not Indians, they love Indian culture. So it's not about only targeting Indians. It's just the company is themed around Indian culture. Yeah. So the shade names, the products, the, the product names, the artwork that we do. Um, I think America has not done a good job of representing my people properly. You know, like who have we had? We've had a food from the Simpsons, like um, Mindy Kaling is now, has been a big name for us, but it's not enough. I mean, thank God we're getting our, our communities getting growing, you know, each day, but um, I wanted to do my part and I'm a very artsy kind of creative person. So this is how I contribute to our culture is through the art of makeup. We're going to be talking about uh, the Indian culture, explaining a lot of different things, uh, the traditions, the celebrations that we have. Um, and yeah, even the, uh, the issues within our culture. So we've talked about this since day one colorism and now especially with everything going on with the black lives matter movement yeah. and the riots that are happening we've discussed that a few days ago on our page and how south asians you know unconsciously contribute to this type of racism we may not be racist out in public and be nasty but we are in our homes having dinner and someone saying something like oh don't marry a, don't marry a black person mm -hmm. that is boom right there racism so we discuss yeah. that on our page so it's not just about makeup for us. It's way more than that. We are um, adamant about discussing these issues and we want to bring change, not only for the way the world sees us, but the way we see ourselves and each other. Yeah. Um, so that's, 
in a gist what beauty beauty is yeah i think i think that's great and i think like with a lot of businesses they come out of a need or an experience that a person has cuz so i grew up in india and my i'm sindhi and sindhi are known for having like a lot of businesses and yeah. my granddad started like our family business in the 1960s out of a wow. need that he saw and you know so i think whenever you experience something or you see a gap that's where um a lot of new ideas come up and if your ex- like you know as you said your experience was going up here a lot of my friends who've grown up here have had the same experiences and so people yeah. can relate and if you're feeling something there's probably someone out there um with the same idea so i think um that's great that you're kind of building a community around it um especially with everything that's going on right now i actually live in minneapolis so oh my gosh actually, do you really yeah I, i i just graduated from the university of minnesota like two weeks ago wow congratulations and, thank you and i can literally like hear silence right now because oh, no. it's, it's, it's a lot but as you said like south asians um we sometimes benefit like you know we take the thing like the art and the music and the dance of the black culture but we don't have the important conversations that need to be had so like i'm really glad that um you and your company are taking that step to bring that up yeah it's very important that we do that because you know the the, the issue they have is <clears throat> i think a lot of us kids you know my generation and younger we complain about our people. Oh my god, they're like this, they're like this. But what are we doing exactly on our own to change it? And it's it's really tough. It's very awkward in our culture. Um you of course have to respect your elders. That's a huge thing for our people, right? I mean, for most cultures also, but ours especially. Um so it's hard to imagine, you know, the next time your parents invite all their friends over and all this type of talk is going on, can you imagine yourself speaking up and and do that's not right don't say that or you know it's it's really awkward to try and reprimand someone who's older than you and you have to show respect to um but there is a way of going about it politely respectfully and it definitely has to be done mm-hmm. ha- we have to speak up about this type of stuff i mean i m- one of my best friends on the planet is is black he's ethiopian actually and um i've gotten those comments and they love him they love him now you know he comes to the house for family events and things like that but i've gotten in the past like why are you hanging out with him too much like that's you know that's just 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 hang out with like some more girls and more you know some of the church girls and things like that um i was like what's wrong with me hanging out with with dan what's what's the problem here like they have these you know stereotypical things in their mind because that's all that they've heard of the african american culture they don't know any different so it's up to us to kind of make these changes it's going to be really hard it's going to be awkward we're going to get into fights i've gotten into so many fights let me tell you gun fights screaming matches yeah, I, to me personally it's worth it i don't care mm-hmm. if we get into fights it's it's these are discussions that have to happen mm-hmm. um saying that you're from another culture oh they're from an olden time this is not an excuse mm-hmm. this is not an excuse we have to do better we have to be better i mean yeah it'll take time but yeah. we still got to do it <laughs> i definitely agree i think like even if it makes us uncomfortable that doesn't matter yeah. because it's an important um, thing to talk about absolutely um so can you talk a little bit about how you came up with the name billy beauty because when i first saw <laughs> it i was like that's so interesting i love it but i'd love to know the thought process behind it so this is so funny because I don't speak Hindi. I'm my family is Malayali, so I grew up speaking either English or Malayalam. And um 
So I did not know. My, my dad speaks to me because he was raised there, right? So I did not know that Billy means like cat. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. And I'm actually terrified of cats. So I thought I was, when I named it, I was like, oh man, I named it after a cat. I had no idea. But Billy actually stands for because I love it. B-I-L-I, because I love it. Um, I'm going to give my friend Jason some attention here. He's going to love this. But my friend Jason is one of my childhood friends. We grew up together since we were babies um, at church. And um, he's like a really has dry, sarcastic humor. So, you know. I was a very like funky kid. There were times I'd come to church with, you know, sparkles on my face or, you know, blue eyeshadow or, you know, just something that you don't normally wear to church. You're kind of more, you try to be more demure at church, but I was like that kind of out there person. So sometimes he'd look at me and be like, hmm, you decided to wear purple eyeshadow today, huh? What's going on with that? I'd be like, I don't know, because I love it. Like I, I like doing it. Like it just people, and throughout the years, this is a question that people would ask me, like, because it wasn't as common, I guess, for Indian girls to wear kind of super colorful, crazy looking makeup or whatever. Um, and I was always that girl that did that. So throughout the years, I got that question, like, oh, like, why are you wearing that? Like, what are you wearing that for? And I was like, I literally, the only answer I could think of is like, because I wanted to, because I love it. Like I have no, I wasn't trying to get attention. I wasn't trying to, you know, be pretty. I just, I love artsy kind of creative things. And for me, um, everyday art is when you wear it, either your makeup or your outfits, things like that. So that was my answer. And um, to every time someone asked me, I was like, I, lo- I wanted to, I love it because I love it. Like, mm-hmm. and so as I thought about the company name, um, it took a long time actually, because I, I actually was going to name the company something else. And then six months later, I had to legally change it because I had a, oh, like a, I had like a snap, like memory of this whole situation. And I was like, oh my God, because I love it. Mm-hmm. The the, sit-in, the word for that is Billy. So I was like, I think it should be Billy Beauty. <laughs> I think that's great. Because like, I think, you know, not knowing the story, I would just think, okay, like Billy is like, you know, the Hindi word for cat. But I, I absolutely love the story. And as you said, like, you know, like you shouldn't have to have a reason other than because you love something to like, like it, especially when it comes to art and your feelings and how you're expressing yourself. So exactly. Um, beautiful. So um, with a business that has products, there's always a lot that goes into the manufacturing, the, you know, the procurement and that like from what I've heard is a lot of work. So for you, how, when you were starting a business and even now, like, how did you go about finding like what manufacturing way works best for you and that entire process? So this was the most difficult part was just starting it. Um, it's not like there's a book out there that says how to start your own cosmetics company. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if that it probably exists now because there's so many cosmetic companies that people have started. But um, when I started in 2016, I just, Google was honestly my best friend. I was Googling nonstop from morning till night. And, you know, when I started Billy Beauty, I was still working with my other job. So um yeah, I had to work late at night and I was Googling and Googling and Googling away. And it took a lot of time. Um, one of the biggest things that helped was YouTube. There is a, a company called Makeup Geek and the owner, Marlena, um, actually created a video uh, how to start your own cosmetics company. Um, it was a short video, but she gave the gist of it, um, talking about, you know, researching about labs and things like that. So that helped a little bit, but um, the, the basic part of business, which is, you know, 
getting your tax ID number, just registering the company in the state that you're going to be starting it in, um, finding the if the domain exists. So if if I came up with Billy Beauty, is is the URL is the domain there? Like, can I even create a website with it? Things like that. Um, I had to get all the legal stuff started first, um, and then the other the, the other part happened, which is finding the lab to create the products. Who's going to create the packaging? Um, that was just all through research. Um, so I had to call multiple labs. I mean, so many labs I called. I got a variety of samples from each lab to test out if I, which quality I liked the best. Um, and I went with my first choice, which a year, over a year and a half later, they ended up taking advantage of me. And um, like, it was a huge waste of a year. Um, they couldn't finish my project. So that's why we, instead of launching in 2017, we launched in 2018. Mm -hmm. So the lab I'm with now is fantastic. And um, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's the manufacturing process will take time. So if anyone wanted to start a cosmetics company, I mean, I would say give it a year, year and a half to bring a product into, in, in, you know, into fruition. So uh, you have to come up with the concept, tell the lab what you want. Either you give them benchmark samples or, uh, and then it takes them either a few weeks to a couple months to get samples back to you. Um, and then you give them your feedback and you keep going back and forth until the product is actually perfect. And then you go into, into production, um, you provide the packaging to them. They go into production and that's the mm -hmm. quick, you know, yeah. gist of it. But, um, yeah, in the beginning, I did a lot of Googling and my dad who owns a pharmacy knew the legal side of the business uh, aspect. So I got help from him in regards to that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. Um, yeah, cause it is a complex process and like as a consumer, it may not seem like that. It may seem like, oh, it's just a product, right? Like it should be quick, but it's yeah, not. No. Yeah, it's like you have this idea, you really want people to get it in, in their hands right away, but it's going to be like, couple year process probably um depending on how fast you work and how much money you have and things like that but yeah it definitely took some time <laughs> yeah um so something else that I was wondering is what are some of the things that you really like about you know being self-employed and being a business owner um the freedom um the freedom that no one's telling me what to do because <laughs> I've never been a person that liked being told what to do. Um, I liked being my own boss. I liked being in charge of everything. Um, that of course comes with, um, the downside of the fact that you are actually in charge of everything. So everything is on your head and your head alone. But the positive side of that is that, um, I love the freedom. I love that I can do what I want and my ideas are my ideas and I get to bring them to life. And, I love that I'm getting messages from girls and boys who love what Billy Beauty is doing for our culture, our community. Um, it's making them happy, which is making me beyond happy um, because I was worried about in the beginning. I was like, oh my God, I hope people like this. I hope there's something that there's no controversy is going to happen. I hope it's okay. And people are loving it and it's getting great feedback. And that's all I, that's all I want as a, as a founder. I'm, I'm not in this to make a bajillion dollars. Like I'm, I'm really truly trying to make a difference in our community because like I said, I grew up not caring about the community as much and I'm beyond in love with it now and wanting to carry that into the next generation. And so I want this to be like a legacy. I want this to do that. Um, so mm -hmm. that's what I love about being a founder. The fact that I can 
make a, a difference through makeup. I mean, I don't even know if anyone could think that that was possible. In the beginning, when they heard I was starting a cosmetics company, people were like, okay, that's cool. I don't think they knew that it would actually be creating an impact. And um, that is just the biggest, the, the biggest uh, positive for me. Yeah, I think, and that echoes what I've just heard from my family members, because my, as I said, like family businesses, but my brother too, like recently started his own, uh, he does corporate trainings, but he started his own business from scratch. And he's like, I like that I'm able to send out a message. I'm like that I'm able to be my own boss and make a big impact. But it is also a lot of hard work. Like I honestly think, from what I've seen around me, like starting a business is really, really tough. And it does require like a lot of like, like mental strength too, to be able to like get through all those challenges and things that may get through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is really tough. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm just kind of wondering why I know you said that you're planning on expanding like the products that you offer and the brand as a whole. So just maybe in general, what's the future direction that Billy Beauty is going in? So without um, giving away exact details, because <laughs> we want to keep it fun and private, but um, I definitely want, obviously, a full makeup line, a full range. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I'm trying to see exactly what's missing in the industry for the darker skin community. I'm trying to start with those things first. Um, those are the products that I want to release first. Um, yeah, so more products, obviously, uh, extending the extending the makeup line to a full makeup line, full products, blushes, bronzers, one day foundations. It's going to be tough because foundations are the most expensive. And I know people keep asking me about foundations um, because it's very tough for uh, brown skin tones to get the right undertone and, and foundation shade for their skin. But that's a work in progress. That's going to take a lot of time, a lot of money. So that is my biggest goal is to get foundations and concealers. Um, yeah, a full line. And then hopefully into some retail stores. Um, we are in one retail store. It's a, it's a clean beauty store in Atlanta. It's in Decatur, actually, specifically Decatur, Georgia. And it's called um, Olive Branch. So uh, if anyone's in Decatur, you can head to <laughs> Olive Branch in downtown Decatur. And so our palette is being sold there at the moment. Yeah, um, expanding in terms of... Uh, product uh products and then of course where we're being sold and then just growing our community in general there's a lot i have in mind but we're very small so it's hard to do everything that i have planned so as we get bigger it'll yeah. slowly come yeah it'll slowly yeah. come together. i'm looking forward to it so how many people do you have in your team kind of you know doing all of this work <laughs> so i'm the only employee at the moment <laughs> Um, I had an intern last year for a little bit, but she had to go back to India, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but um, in terms of actual employees, just me. I, of course, have a wonderful group of family and friends who help me continuously. Like, my parents are actively involved. They help me package orders sometimes. Um, my sister, my best friend, these are all people who I can constantly turn to for advice. And we kind of, I can bounce ideas off of them. So it's definitely not all me. I, I have a beautiful community of people, you know, in my life. But in terms of actual employees, yeah, it's just me. It's <laughs> just me for now. I hope I, hope I could grow it one day because it's very exhausting. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's part of that startup life, you know? 
Yeah, kudos to you because like yeah. I've seen the website and I've seen your branding and I wouldn't be able to tell that you're the only official employee Thank like you. <laughs> so professional, so well done. And as you're saying, like there's, you know, it's great that you have that family support and that social network that's willing to happen because otherwise it's just so, it's almost impossible to just be by yourself and do everything like exactly and the, and the thing is that you know you might have good ideas but you know your loved ones can bring a different perspective that you didn't even think of so I had a great idea about something and they're like yeah but if you say that that might offend that person I was like oh you know what you're right and you're able to kind of talk things out which is definitely you want to be careful what you put out into the world these days so you want to be conscious you want to be conscious of everyone's feelings and, and what they want. So yeah, it's definitely helpful yeah. to have a community to kind of help you with that. That's true. And you can also like play to people's strengths. So as you said, your dad had already ha- started his own pharmacy. So he knew like the legal side of the business. And that's something yeah. like you didn't have to learn from, you know, the starting point. And yeah, out. so um, for sure. So um, I just kind of wanted to take it into the larger conversation about South Asian representation in the beauty industry, because recently it has increased um, with like other brands like Live Tinted, because I recently brought some of their products too. I think mm-hmm. it's growing for sure. Um, but I was just wondering, what, like, you know, do you think that's enough? Like we have a couple of companies here and there or like, how how much there is left to go before we can be like okay we feel represented um you know the fact that it's still a conversation is 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 one thing that can tell you that people are still not being heard or not being felt that they're being seen it's one thing to start a company the fact that you know there are a few women out there who've had it who've had to start their own companies myself included that itself shows you that we've had no choice but to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what should be happening is all the companies that are currently existing, drugstore included, just have to include us in their campaigns, in their product development process. Um, that's, the, that's what should be happening. That should have already been happening. Um, I feel like if we had seen that growing up, we may or may not have felt the need to start our own company. The fact that we didn't see ourselves or the fact that there wasn't a large enough shade range is the reason why <clears throat> certain South Asians and African-American people, uh, women and men who have had to start their own cosmetics lines. Um, so yeah, I think that that's what needs to be happening. Um, I know that there are, are people who want to continue to create, you know, start their own line and it, there's room for everybody. So they should go ahead and do that if they, if that's their passion and they have a great idea, they should go for it. But the current companies have to make massive changes in their, in their, first of all, in their, like I said, their product development process and their campaigns, but also their corporate structure. Like I said, when I was working in corporate years ago, I was the only woman of color there. And if there was another woman of color, she was African-American, but I was the only South Asian, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you made a great point because it's not only that, okay, like if people can start businesses as much and that's a great thing, but unless all these big corporations that do have a larger impact don't start being more inclusive, like this will be a conversation that just keeps happening and just keeps recycling. So I think that's a great point. And um, 
hopefully you know <laughs> like we yeah. we can only hope um i'm not quite sure i still think there's a long way to go before I mean, it's a, yeah this is going to take some time and the thing is it's not just about the beauty industry it's the fact that every time i see a trailer for a new movie it's just like it's a caucasian couple it's like okay so south asians are good looking too why don't you want to have a south asian lead a romantic lead or why isn't there a south asian superhero or why aren't there more books that are with with the with the with the artwork why aren't there more brown skin kids it's always you know it, it's it's every aspect of our life mm-hmm. we're just being we're just constantly seeing only mainly caucasian people then what happens is when companies want to be diverse they'll put in one african-american person and it's like no we're not racist we, we, we're diverse there's a brown person here it's like okay what about the east asian community what about us south asians what about i mean there's so many people that have been excluded from every aspect of our life it's not just beauty it's everything yeah yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. As, as you were talking about like when you were working in corporate like the people who are actually making the decisions if they're yeah. not diverse then it doesn't matter if like there's a brown actor but if the people writing the scripts or if people you know um actually producing the movie or whatever it is if they don't have that diversity then just having someone act in doesn't really solve the problem so i definitely yeah. agree like it has to be throughout the system not just at a point exactly um so yeah i think this was a great conversation um but i would like to end this with giving you the opportunity to tell the listeners where they can find you where they can find billy beauty and so on sure um on instagram we're billy beauty b i l i and then beauty um our website is www.billybeauty.com uh we're on youtube but we're still i still have a lot of see it's it's just me like i said so i have to edit a lot of videos so but we're on youtube um our twitter is beauty underscore billy um and yeah we're on facebook as well under as billy beauty you can find me at sarah sophie thomas on instagram and um we're mainly we're, our our main thing is instagram so we're we're growing the most on there our biggest community growth is on uh, billy beauty instagram so that's awesome i'm sure people listening to this will you know not only be inspired by the products but also your process of like starting a business because I think more and more people are wanting to do that um and it's something that's like has been on my mind to like eventually maybe so I know I learned a lot so thank you for that So I hope you enjoyed that episode um with Sarah who's the founder and CEO of Billy Beauty if you are looking to splurge on some beauty products you know um i would definitely recommend checking billy beauty out they have great lipsticks and an eyeshadow palette and as she talked about like they're planning on expanding um the product line even further so a lot of great things to come um and once again do not forget to give my podcast caffeinated brown girl uh follow on instagram to just keep up with the other content that i have going on whether that's like the review series or just like um content that i share from other creators and things like that and also if you like this episode be sure to follow it on spotify if you listen in to on spotify or leave a review on apple podcasts because that really really helps me um make this podcast reach a greater audience um if you or someone you know 
uh, could be interested in potentially being on this podcast as well feel free to dm me and we can see if we're a great fit because my goal is to bring out south asian creators and business owners and if you think um you are in that realm or you know even a pioneer like feel free to shoot me a dm i would be more than happy to talk to you uh, once again i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll talk to you next time until then bye bye